it's another episode of the Odds Checker podcast and this time we are looking ahead to the Guineas meeting at Newmarket. The flat is back and we are here to provide you with all the tips you need ahead of a cracking weekend's racing. We are as ever joined by our tipster Andy Holding and we are happy to announce a new Odds Checker racing ambassador, jockey Tom Markwind will be talking us through his rides at Newmarket and also at Goodwood on Saturday and finally pro punter Mike Spence will take us through who he thinks the value bets. So a lot to get through. Let's kick off straight away with Andy Holding. Andy, the jump season over, straight into the flat now with the Guineas meeting. Uh, you know, the flat is back. Looking forward to it? I am now, yeah. Once we've said goodbye to the uh, jump season, I must admit I was in jump mode for quite a while and it'll probably take me a couple of weeks to get really into full gear, but you only need a meeting like uh, Newmarket's Guineas meeting to get the juices flowing. Of course, we've then got the May meeting at uh, Chester, three days of brilliant stuff on the Rudy. And you've got to be sharp in this game. You can't afford to rest on your laurels and, and sort of, uh, you know, take your time. You've got to be um, very adaptable. And obviously I've had my eye on the, on the flat um, racing as well. And we've already seen some nice trials and the, the two guineas races look as though they're shaping up pretty, particularly well. So we'll start firstly with the, with the big one, with the 2,000 guineas. Um, looking at the market as it is, got Gustav Klimt, 5-2 to two favourite, Saxon Warrior, 5-1, to one, Massar, 11 to 2, a bit of 6 to 1 around Alarcam, Expert Eye, 12 to 1, and 16 to 1 bar. Where are you looking? Funny enough, uh, George, I probably wouldn't have a, a massive opinion on the 2,000 guineas as I would on, uh, on, the, on the 1,000. I, I think there's some value to be had in the 1,000. Whereas I do think that that 2,000 guineas market is pretty much where I'd have it. I haven't backed anything anti post, I've been lucky enough to drop on anything that I've seen you know, in the build-up to the race or yeah. even last year. I certainly think Gustav Klimt's the right favourite on balance. Um, I was at Newmarket's July meeting when he won the Superlative Stakes last season and he overcame some serious traffic problems as well to do to do it that day. And although he didn't beat the stellar field, you know, he beat the likes of Nubo, uh, Finian uh, Farm and um, one of uh, Tim Easterby's horses, which is OK, you know, you couldn't get... You know, massively carried away with the actually even winning margin, but it was the way that he overcame the adversity to win, and the fact that he we know that he's trained on as well. Um, that I think that probably just, and of course he's trained by Aidan O'Brien, who's won it in a gazillion times. Yeah. Uh, and with Ryan more likely to ride, he looks about probably on balance a worthy favourite. Uh, looking at, I mean, it may seem a surprise to some people. Uh, looking at the Greenham, the expert eye. Uh, a single-figure price for some people. How do you assess that race? With obviously James Garfield in the race, who's twenty-five to one at the moment. You've also got um, Raid, who came came fourth in the race at about fifty to one. Uh, do you think Expert Eye, given that given that run, despite pulling early on, is, is a bit overpriced or underpriced? I should I should say. Expert Eye. Yeah. Yeah. It all depends which side of the fence you sit on. Um, I, I do a lot of work for George Scott behind the scenes. Me and George speak on a regular basis, so. I've got a pretty pretty good um, little bit of background knowledge about James Garfield. I, I, you know, I've, I've sort of, if you like, grown up with him from his, from his two-year-old days. Yeah. And we were really impressed with him when he won um, the Mill Reef last season. Uh, I think everyone was. Uh, and there was no fluke about that performance. You know, he, he beat, let's, let's face it, probably one of the best sprinters over six furlongs we've seen, uh, either side of, um, you know, the two-year-old and three-year-old season, Invincible Army. And we saw what Invincible Army did uh, yesterday at Ascot. I thought he beat Expert Eye fair and square, I must admit, in the, in the green. And yes, Expert Eye was obviously fresh and he pulled hard from a high draw. And, you know, the, 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 the good, true judges are saying that 
to Michael's horses really move forward from that run in the green. And I thought there's every chance that he might well turn the form around, but I don't think there should be that big a discrepancy in the prices. Um, let's face it, expert, I don't, if, even if he does turn the form around, it's not going to be by a huge margin because we know James Garfield's fairly tough and he'll run his race. So yeah. ex, expert, I sort of rate 10 to 1 and James Garfield rather a dismissive 25 to 1. There's no doubt where my sort of five or each way would be going if I had to uh, place a bet on either one of those two. Um, but I, I think I think if I was going to have a bet, um, and I haven't had a one yet, given the draw has just come out this morning, I would say that that would be very much advantage in favour of the Craven winner, Masia, mm. who was a winner off the plane first time up at uh, Newmarket's Craven meeting. Uh, he beat, as it was then, the second favourite, for the 2000 guineas, a very much highly touted Roaring Lion. And he stuffed him nine lengths as well. It was a fantastic ride by William Buick from the front. He made all. He quickened going down to the dip. He, bal- he handled the track no problem. He was very well balanced going up the hill. His time figures were good. His splits and his sectionals were very good. And providing he runs to the same level and he's ridden in the same aggressive man- manner, i.e. from the front, he's got every chance of dictating matters from the stand side row because he's drawn 14 of 14. I think that's a big advantage for him to have over the rest of the field. Um, and obviously, one or two of his main market rivals, including the two big Ballydore runners, Gustav Clinton and Saxon Warrior, are drawn five and nine out in the middle. So it'll be interesting to see how they manage to navigate the course down the rally mile. But I, I think Massa at the moment, at five to one, he probably is the value bet in the race given the draw and he's causing distance winning the Craven. Still a bit of 11 or 2 around as well. That's with Betfair Sportsbook. Uh, just finally, before we move on to the 1,000 guineas, um, you mentioned that the, the, you know, the stable mates, Gustav Klimt and Saxon Warrior. Do you think there's any, you know, for people who are looking at this race, unsure what to do come Saturday, is there any uh, benefit in waiting late and seeing where the famous, you know, the, where the Ballydor money goes? I think it's very interesting as well. Um, I was talking to someone about this race with regards stats, and amazingly... A, no, Brian's horses that haven't had a run in this race and they've come here straight here off a winter break have performed better than the ones that, that had a run. Really? So that would not necessarily say that's by design. That's the way they've, they've gone. They've obviously decided to you know, give Gustav Clinton the win, a run. Perhaps he needed a run more than what's Saxon Warrior. But if you are a stat man and you do go with the tradition and the, and the, the record over the years of how Ballydoll, uh, you know, like to play this race, then you would certainly be uh, very undismissive of Saxon Warrior here. I mean, I don't think you could take it too literally, his victory in the, in the racing post trophy, and look at it and say, well, you know, he's beaten Roaring Lion and Neck, Massar's beaten Roaring Lion nine lengths, so there's nine lengths between the two. I, mean, I, I just think that's, that's just a hodgepodge way of looking at it. Um, I think Saxon Warrior, out, out of the two... Big Bally Doyle horses. I think he's going to probably want a little bit further. The Racing Post Trophy winner usually is yeah. a mile and a quarter project. It by design. Um, so a real good strong gallop will definitely suit Saxon Warrior. Um, so yeah, I think it's a fascinating race. I must admit, but I think based on his run first time out, he's had a run under his belt. He looked good. Gustav Klimt, just about worthy favourite. Certainly respect Saxon Warrior, given all the reasons I've just outlined. I think Massar is definitely the value, as you've just said, at 11-2. Yeah. I've certainly won't put anyone off James Garfield, because I know George has been really thrilled with him since he won the Greenham. Um, there was a, a, a notion, if he didn't 
perform well in the green and they're dropping back to sprinting distances and perhaps training yeah. for the Commonwealth Cup and that might, still might be the case but you know he looks as though he'll get the mile he's a, he's a nice horse so I'd love I'd, I'd, you know putting my betting hat to one side I'd love James Garfield to run well for George but Matar if you're asking me for a bet now and sure one or two of the, uh, the podcasters are, are looking to have a little bit of a wager I'd suggest that Charlie Appleby's charges a value bet as we stand Good stuff and well, Andy we're going to have to ask you to put your betting hat back on if that's okay uh, for the 1,000 guineas now. And you say you spotted some value here. I'll quickly go through the runners. You've got Happily at 5-2, to two best price. Soliloquy, 7-1. I Can Fly in Wild Illusion, 8-1. to one. Lauren's 9-1. to one. Dan's Dream, uh, 14s. Ananarium, 16s. And then, you know, an Alton Order, best price still 18-1. to one. Where's the value? Well, I think this race is usually um, a race where you should be looking outside the box. Um, there's been some right turn-ups in this race over the years. Um, why this race is different to the Colts Classic, I, I don't know with regards uh, shocks. Uh, but that just seems to be the way the way it's gone. And I, I certainly wouldn't want to be back in happily at a very skinny price. Um, yes, she's got some fantastic form as a two-year-old, and uh, she was a very durable horse. You know, she, she won the, the right trial. She's a Group 1, a dual Group 1 winner. She beat a stellar field in the Moy Glare, and she beat Magical in September to... Um, very commendable um, stab of companions. She flopped, obviously, uh, on her final running down in the, in the juvenile um, on the turf, but maybe she was over the top. Maybe, what can I say, one race too far. Just the ground was far too firm for her. Yeah. Uh, all, all, all her best form prior to that, George, hadn't it been on soft ground? So, it, look, I just think she's weak value. I mean, we haven't seen the draw, so I'm speaking before the draw. Um, we'll see how the 2,000 guineas pans out, you know, with regards to the draw, but I think she's a, I won't say a weak favourite, but I'd, I'd rather back Gustav Klimt at five to two than I would happily at, at the same price because yeah. I do think, I do think the thousand guineas is a much deeper race. You've got Soliloquy who was hugely impressive, I thought, in in the Nell Gwyn. Um, she looks very professional. Um, she she's obviously handled the dip well, and as we've seen with Charlie Appleby's horses so far this season, they're, they're very well forward. They they look as though they've they've got their campaign very much geared around an early season strike in the in the bigger races um having had one or two disappointing years in the doldrums at this time of year um but that leads me on to the horse that i do think is the value bet in the race soliloquy obviously won the now gwyn but i thought roger varian's out in order who chased her home that day i thought ran with a, a huge amount of promise now she's got a fine length and three quarters strictly on that now gwyn form but I think given another furlong and with that run under her belt, there's every chance that she could certainly have half a chance of turning the form around and, and if not finishing a bit closer. And I don't think there should be a bigger disparity between these two. Six to one soliloquy as we speak. You can get 16 to 20 to one, I think, out in order. Is that right? 18 is the best at the moment with spread X, but 16 is widely available. That's a big price. I mean... I liked her as a two-year-old out in order. She, uh, the, when she won here towards the back end, um, I think it was the Oso Sharp Stakes, Group 3, um, she was a 25-to-1 poke. She'd only, she had actually hadn't won a race. She got beaten two main and finished run-up twice. But although the, the winning margin said she won a neck that day, she had to row her own boat up the stand-side rail. There was a group that came at the near rail. All the fancied horses, I Can Fly, Gavotta, uh, Butterscotch, uh, especially, they're, they're all drawn down the middle. That's where the pace was. Now it's in order at halfway. It was probably about four or five lengths behind. She ran out of opposition to carry into the race at the stand rail. 
and then she managed to make the ground up and then, and then still managed to win going away. So I thought she was a horse of infinite promise going into the winter. And what she did first time out has done nothing to alter my view. I think she'll definitely get the trip. She's certainly bred to. And it was also interesting as well, George, that Roger Varian's horses at the time of the, rally, of the Craven meeting were just a little bit behind. I, I've got a contact in the Varian stable that told me just to leave off, leave off their horses. And I think he had one winner during the three days. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, that, and that was Casino, wasn't it? Who's very, very smart indeed. That's right, yeah, yeah. So they've all come forward really well. And I'm expecting Alton Order as well to come up on that run. Frankie's been booked, which has got to be a major positive in anyone's language. Uh, and look, I said, at the prices, 16, 18 to 1 for Alton Order, not knowing the draw. I do think she's a, a really good value bet. And of course, she's run around the track twice as well. She's gone down the rounding miles, gone into the dip, she's come up the hill, she's proven she, she can handle the undulations. And I think that's another major factor as well. So there you go, Alton Order, the one to look out for from Andy there. 18 to 1 still around with SpreadX as we record this. Don't know if it still will be by the time you're listening, but fingers crossed. Um, any other ones to flag up before we move on to any other, any other business in, in, in the 1,000? Yeah, I do like out now Brian's supposed second string in this race. He's won it with his second string before, and he's won it with big outside. And Homecoming Queen won at 20-odd to 1 many years ago. So he should dismiss anything from Ballydor a little bit further down the list. Uh, she ran in a very good uh, Group 3 on her seasonal reappearance, the Guineas Trial. Uh, at Leopardstown on absolutely bottomless, mucky ground. Um, she travelled arguably like the best filly in the race that day, and although she got beat two lengths in the end by one of Joe uh, Lines' shoes, Steph. This is I Can Fly, just to, just to clarify for those listening. Pardon, yeah, I Can Fly, yeah. She came out, I thought, that race with a great deal of credit. Uh, she just hit the wall a furlong out. She didn't quite get home on the ground. That was the first run for 183 days. And she was also third in that Oso Shaft Stakes at Newmarket behind... The Apple mentioned Altil Order. Obviously, she's got to find a little bit on Roger Varian's charge. But all the vibes are that I can fly is certainly very high up on the pecking order. I just like it. She's a filly. She reminds me very much of Winter, who came into this race with a very similar profile, having showed good form on the all-weather at Dundalk as a two-year-old. Had a run. I think she had a run at Gowan first time out, finished second. Didn't really sort of set any pulses race in regard to the betting, but then was obviously very good on 1,000 guineas there. And I've got a sneaky feeling that I Can Fly will be very, very similar to her and run a huge race. So I've actually backed the two against the fella. I've backed Alton Order at 20s, uh, and I've also had a few quid on I Can Fly as well at 8-1. to one. I Can Fly, best price, 8-1, to one, still around with black type, the only firm still 8. So again, it's a case of getting there whilst it's still around. Um, obviously, lots of other great races at Newmarket over the weekend, Andy. Any other horses that we should be looking out for? Yeah, without giving too many hidden secrets away, obviously, because my, uh, my piece will be sent over yeah. Saturday and Sunday. Um, there's one or two horses that do catch the eye. I think the Palace House Stakes are a fascinating affair. We've got the one of the best five-fillers, uh, two-year-olds from last season running against the older horses, Havana Gray, whose form, of course, ties in with the likes of Invincible Spirit and um, you know some of the very best um, two, sharp two-year-olds. But he's up against a horse I've got a huge amount of time for him from the Michael Dodds dub. And we, don't, we know Michael Dodds has been terrific in this division for the last two or three years with his really good sprinters. And I think he's got another good filly on his hands here with a horse called Mabs Cross, mm. who was second in a uh, listed race, the Lansdowne Stakes, first time out of Bath. Just missed the break and was a little bit behind the eight ball at halfway. Didn't get the clearest of runs, but flashed down to finish a never near and next second behind Mrs Gallagher. Hopefully that run would have brought it on. Um, this obviously represents another step up in class of Group 3, but I do think 
she's officially going in the right direction. I'll be very seriously looking towards her. Um, at a nice price in the Palace House. Defoe looks a penalty kick in the Jockey Club stakes. Can't really see anything beating him. So um, I'll, just, I'll just give the prices as we go. Down so the line on Saturday, there's a very good race for the Colton Golding three-year-old. It's the it's the Newmarket Stakes. Brings together two nice horses from the Charlie Appleby yard. Old Persian who won over the course and distance in a good time figure when he won a handicap there. He is due to line up. And also, Charlie runs a horse called Key Victory. Now, um, I actually spoke to Charlie at the um, Craven meeting about Key Victory because he, he looks a very exciting two-year-old last season. And um, he told me that he has been working, working very well and they're hopeful that he might um, be a Royal Ascot horse. I think the St. James's Palace Stakes has been touted. Um, maybe, maybe he might get a, you know, an, an entry in a, in a mile and a quarter race further on in the season. <laughs> so we've got. Excuse me, um, but um, I, I, I without, like I say, without seeing the prices, I'd be very, very keen to see what price that key victory um, chalked up at because he came from an impossible position to win first time out as a two-year-old. Uh, his time figure was good and the form looked really good. So they're just a couple that I'm looking forward to running on the Saturday anyway. So yeah, obviously, as you say, no prices yet for key victory. We wanted to look out for Mabs Cross best price five to one uh, for the Palace House, and, and as you say. Defoe looks a penalty kick and, and is priced uh, accordingly um, is around about the four to nine mark there. So maybe one if you're looking for a uh, for a short price double. Thanks very much, Andy. As ever, Andy's tips will be on, on the odds checker site uh, throughout the weekend. So get up early in the morning, uh, blast away that hangover by, uh, by getting Andy's tips and uh, look forward to another profitable weekend. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, we should, uh, we should do okay. Like I say, a lot of these races, I think, uh, uh, are... You know, mouthwatering looking affairs. I think the, the two classics should be absolutely amazingly good. Um, but there's a great supporting card as well. I've got, I've got an early feel for what's to be expected as well for some of these races. You know, the, a lot of these horses have had a run, um, and I'm hoping some of the form lines which I've marked off uh, begin to work out, and hopefully I've pinpointed in the direction of one or two to keep an eye on for the weekend. Fingers crossed. Cheers, Andy. Okay, George. Thanks, bud. Right. I hope you've written all those down from Andy because he had a few bets for us there, didn't he? Now a man who'll be riding the horses. He won't be at Newmarket on Saturday. He'll be at Goodwood where he's got a couple of interesting rides. But he's going to be there on Sunday riding Ananarium in the 1,000 guineas. A horse he won with a couple of weeks ago at 25 to 1. It is odds checker, our new ambassador, Tom Markwind. Uh, very excited to have you on board, Tom. And what a, you know, what a race to, to get cracking with in, in our content together with Ananarium running in the 1,000 guineas on Sunday. Can you confirm, will you be riding her? Yes. Um, as far as I know, and all, all being well, she she turns up at the track nice and healthy and, and everything. Um, yep, I'll be on be on board thankfully. And goes in with with a live chance. Best price at the moment, sixteen to one. Um, you've had some fantastic days with her so far. Uh, could Sunday be the best yet? Do you know she's uh, she's been a horse that's never ceased to ceased to amaze any of us really. She doesn't show an awful lot at home. Um, obviously she came out and, and gave my first group three winner last year. Um, at a complete shocker of 40 to 1. Um, and then, you know, she's come out and won the free handicap again at Big Ops uh, when we didn't, well, we weren't, I can't say we were confident in her winning anyway. Um, but, I mean, it wouldn't, look, it wouldn't surprise me if she was to run an, another absolute cracker. Um, she, puts, she wears a heart on her sleeve and she, she tries the hardest to fingers crossed she can give me a good spin. And, you know, if we, if we manage to get thereabouts, it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a big run. I mean, would it be fair to say before that run uh, last month, you'd have been quite surprised if I told you you'd be lining up as a 16-to-1 shot in the Guineas? 
yeah, we didn't know what to make of her over the winter, really. Um, she hadn't grown an awful lot. Um, and I, I actually haven't sat, I hadn't sat on her after Newmarket until until Newmarket run this year. Um, so, I mean, you know, I was only going off by what, what, what she looked like, and, and she didn't look like she'd improved physically an awful lot, but said she wears a heart on her sleeve and you know that really that really pulls her through and she's got plenty of class as well so that's just cracking for looking through the race uh, a few others obviously given it's the guineas who look like they uh have fairly good chances as well who are you looking at i mean obviously happily is is, is a hot favorite at about five to two but a few more in there as well who are you looking at as being the main dangers um i mean obviously happily um so consistent throughout until that last run at the back of the last year in Delmar. Um, but a lot of horses, you know, travelling travelling to the other side of the world to run, it can take a lot out of them or something can go wrong. Um, and another one would have to be um, Soliloquy, obviously, absolutely bolting up at Newmarket the other week. Um, you'd have to you'd have to be a little bit worried of what she could do. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it, it still seems a reasonably open race in my eyes. You know, you've got horses like Lawrence coming in, yeah. You know, off the, off the back end of last year, if we just we can't know how how the rest of the others have handled the winter. Um, you know, there's quite a few horses coming in having not run yet this year. Um, so I mean, it, yeah, it's you know if something if something's improved ten pound over the winter. You know, that and, and not run yet this year, we, we don't know what they're hiding up the sleeves. And and you know, for, for a young jockey like yourself, I, I think it's fair for me to say that winning this race would, would represent an early highlight of your, of your career. Um, do, do you go into it with a different mindset or, or do you approach it like, like any other race? No, it's, um, you know, I'd have to, I have to approach it like every other race. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a childhood dream, but at the same time, it's a, it's a job. You know, it's a, it, it is a job. Um, and, you know, if, if I was going to approach it with a different mindset, you don't want to go out and ride like a different person because the way I've been riding and Miriam before has been working, so I may as well, yeah. may as well ride as if it's a normal race again. Um, and yeah, as I say, if she, if she's good enough, hopefully she can get the job done. A couple more rides you've got as well on uh, on Sunday up at Newmarket. An interesting one, Bacchus, your book to ride as well, um, who uh, landed that early handicap at Newbury last year, beating, beating Chessman, who's obviously gone on to do good stuff. Um, Interesting runner there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually got the chance to sit on him um, a couple of weeks ago for, for Brian just just at home, um, and he, he he's in great order. He's an absolute monster of a horse now. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't get the chance to see him in person last year, but uh, the size the size of him now, you know, I would I wouldn't be afraid that he's in, improved with with age again. Um, but as you say, he's got he's got some cracking form in, uh, in in big handicaps last year, and uh, you know Brian Brian's horses are running very well at the moment, so be hopeful hopeful of a good run. Fingers crossed. And uh, before uh, on Saturday, of course, you're going to be at Goodwood, not a Newmarket. But you know, I know that you jockeys uh, will have one eye on the big race. Who do you fancy for the uh, for the big one on Saturday for the two thousand guineas? I mean, obviously, obviously, just after Mint comes in off. Um, of a massive run at, uh, at Leopardstown, you know, he was extremely impressive, uh, albeit he did have a pace, oh, a pacemaker in the race, um, and he pulled, pulled away a couple of lengths clear of the, of the second horse, and there were 11, 11 lengths clear of the, the other two, um, so, you know, visually it was very, very impressive, um, then obviously, I mean, you've got, you've got Massa in there, 
you know, again, he was he was extremely impressive winner of the Craven, um, and then equally, as I, as I said, the one thousand guineas, you've got horses in there, sort of Saxon Warrior, Elkhorn, and uh, and horses alike that haven't had a run yet this year. Um, you know, they've they've, they've uh, they're obviously coming into the race on fresh legs. Uh, obviously, you've got Fitness Worry, um, but I can't imagine either Mark Johnson or or Aidan O'Brien leaving their horse short going into the guineas. Um, so no, it would be it would be interesting to see how much they've taken steps forward into this year. Certainly will be. You'll be at Goodwood. Um, where you, you're currently booked to ride two in the Daisy Warwick. I'm guessing that's not going to happen. Um, do you know who you'll be on there? Um, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure at the moment. To be honest with you, um, I mean, obviously, obviously having a ride for for Mr. Haggis in listed races is, is a great opportunity, and you know, he's uh, he's another trainer that's been in flying form uh, this year so far. Um, uh, I, I got the chance to ride Mamsell last year. Um, at, uh, at Ascot in a in a big handicap, and uh, you know she was she was actually quite unlucky not to win that, and I was sort of walking away thinking, oh she's a she's a winner in waiting, um, you know she she left a nice good impression on me, um, but no I mean she's she's not had a run yet this year, and um, and, and neither's Waterholm who who ended last year in great order winning winning the last two starts, so I think. Uh, if I end up on either of them, um, you know, I'd say I'd say I wouldn't be wouldn't be too uh, too picky as to which one. What a home currently ten to one best price. What a home currently ten to one best price. Mamsell twenty. So look out there for for who Tom is riding. Um, any other ones we should look out before we close? A, a good one on Saturday. I've got I've got a good few rides on uh, on Saturday. Cheeky Rascal. Um, I think is going to be one of them. Not confirmed yet, but um, yeah, no, he's he's a horse that we quite like last year. He ran, he ran a massive race at Goodwood um, off, a, off a low weight in the nursery last year. He only just got beaten by Bilston Brook, who obviously went on and won a group three. Um, so that was that was cracking form. And uh, I think he's only he's only off mid 80s. Um, so you know his mark his mark hasn't been destroyed by by some nice bits of form uh, hidden amongst his runs so hopefully he can come back with a seasonal reappearance and you know he shouldn't enjoy a bit of cut in the ground and at the moment with all this rain we're having I know it's meant to dry up the next couple of days but it's still still going to be a bit of juice left in it he should enjoy that perfect cheers Tom best of luck with your rides and, and obviously we'll all keep our fingers crossed for Ananarium on Sunday brilliant thank you very much Tom Markman there and I think I can speak for all of us with our fingers crossed for Ananarium in the 1000 guineas and all of Tom's rides over the weekend finally a, a, a regular I guess, on the Odd Checker podcast, Mike Spence. We spoke to Mike before at Cheltenham when he, when he owned a couple of the runners there and at Aintree. This time I'm speaking to him as just a pro punter, a man who rivals Andy for, for knowledge. Mike, going to go straight into the 2000 guineas. Who's catching your eye early on? Uh, well, I think it's a, bit, a, a good race, but to me, to me it's not a vintage race. I, I don't think there's a huge amount of depth here. Um, I have to be honest, though, this is sort of... Sort of it might sound a bit upside down by the time I finished explaining, but the figure I gave to Massar in the Craven is probably, in my opinion, might be the highest figure that any three-year-old achieves this entire calendar year. Um, I gave him sort of <laughs> in the high 120s, but Jesus. while while he did that, I, I'm not totally sure it'll back that up. I, I mean, out of interest, was, because there's been there's been some stuff said about with paroles. Um, I, I know with paroles now come out, but about about the figure. Um, he put out. How did you rank those two compared? Um, I wasn't with. I wasn't his biggest 
fan, to be honest. I've, he probably would have been a place lay for me if he turned up. Yeah. Um, I didn't think he was he was that brilliant. You know, it was all right compared to the other race on the card. But yeah, yeah, of course. You know, the other race was run slowly, and you know, I, I didn't think he actually won far enough to have justified his price. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, whereas Massara, I think, did there were three races over a mile. You know, when they got to three pole, all three races were within two and a half lengths if he'd started them at the same time. And, you know, Massar goes and beats the Wood Ditton by nine lengths and then slams the handicap, which was three-year-olds, by 13 lengths. I mean, I thought it was an incredible performance. But, you know, he's one... You know, if somebody asked me, do I well, what price would I take about him backing that figure up? I, You know quite a big price I, th- I think he had everything in his favour he got an easy lead which I don't think he's going to get in the guineas you know card sharps in there and US Navy flag I mean t- t- to me he he could win and he could bolt up but I'd probably be taking him take, probably be saying that he wouldn't do it um, you know I, th- I think he'll run well but uh, yeah for me you can have a lot of people there. here putting him in their bet slip after hearing you say that then taking him straight out again <laughs> I think um, I know I, I think there are more reliable horses in there I mean I'm not Gustav Klimt's biggest fan he, he's, he's not done anything wrong but on the form book I think we'll see about 5-2 to two favourite I think that looks skinny to me um, you know for, for me the horse that I really like and, and I find him very hard to knock I, I mean there aren't bar his lack of experience I, it's very hard to make a case for him for anyone to knock him, I think, is, is a Larkham of Mark Johnston's. I mean, he it, it, it won his maiden at York in good style. I mean, then the, the four horses behind him, with the, the only four that finished within 20 lengths, all won next time out. I mean, and then he went and won very well at the end of last year, beating Tip to Win, who also runs in the Guineas, who's won his next two starts. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, for me, he looks tough. He, he He's bred to be a superstar, and I actually think that He'll relish stepping up to a mile this year. You know, I've spoken to Mark Johnson a few times, and he thinks the world of him. Um, I, I think he's, a, I think he's seriously talented, and and for me, I think he, he's my bet really each way. If he can get a, get on at a quarter of the odds of anyone's doing that on Saturday, eleven to two, I, I think that's it's pretty bomb proof, really. That I think there's going to be a good pace. As I said about Masara, it's the reason I, I don't really like him. I think there'll be a good pace, but I think that'll really suit El Arkan. I, th- I think he could be quite a special horse. And you, you say that Mark Johnson likes him. I think if you could offer Mark Johnson any breeding of any horse he could have, I think uh, attraction of Frankel is pretty, pretty much going to tick tick the boxes. Um, so Alarcam, as you say, currently 11-2, Massar 5-1, to uh, Gustav Klimt 5-2. to two. At the time of recording, that may change. Um, the next two in the market are Saxon Warrior and Expert Eye. A bit of money for Expert Eye in the last, uh, in the last couple of days as well um, to bounce back from, the, from that Greenham defeat. Yeah, um, the, the reports that I heard were that he wasn't working brilliantly. Um, I'm not sure, in my opinion, I, th- I think he's just not quite up to the level of winning a 2,000 guineas, but he's still a you know, a very good horse. I'd be surprised if, same as James Garfield, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd probably be surprised if those horses were quite good enough to win a classic. Yeah. Um, that would be my opinion. Saxon Warrior, I mean, I'm not sure how many horses have won a guineas that I'd say very few horses have won a guinea that have run three times as a two-year-old and only ever won on, only ever run over eight furlongs. Yeah. Um, for me, he's a massive horse, and as a Derby bet, I mean, totally, totally different. Cats, I think he's incredibly smart, but 
I think he's more of a Derby horse than a Guineas horse for sure. Um, and you know, if, if, if Saxon Warrior was to finish, you know, within the first four in the Guineas, staying on, I mean, he'd be he'd be straight up there in everyone's notebooks for the Derby as in being very hard to, to beat there. I, I think he's going to relish further. I'd I'd be surprised if he had. I'd be surprised if he had the speed for eight, and if he proves that he does have the speed for eight, then he, he's going to be a serious horse this year, and probably, probably end up being champion three-year-old. I think if he, if he can win the guineas. So, what one to look out for, maybe rather than back this time and see see for for, for future engagements? Um, yeah, I think so. I th- yeah, a lot of people always say the guineas is the best Derby trial. I mean, you need you need a horse with speed to win the guineas, but. You know, you don't necessarily need to win it either. I think if he was to run well in the Guineas, that it would be a brilliant trial for the Derby. And what one more you like at a big price as well, uh, or do you want to mention U.S. Navy flag? Uh, he's about twenty to one at the moment, best price. Yeah, I, th- I think his performances as a two-year-old. You know, he's seriously tough, and I know Aiden said he hated the ground the other day. I just think on different ground this weekend, he, he's the one that could probably surprise. He'd probably be a win-only bet, I think. But if, if he was to win, it wouldn't surprise me. The Group 1 winner last year, he's tough as they get, really. And I think you, you just need to ignore the, the, the run the other day. Aiden said he needed to run him, you know, probably to get the freshness out of him. I think, you know, it could just be a big horse that, that takes a lot of work. And I'm pretty sure that they were expecting nothing the other day. And a different horse will turn up on Saturday, I'm sure. Well, yeah, and, and that, that Dewhurst win now, obviously looking uh, very, very good indeed ahead of Mendelssohn. Uh, on the yeah. ro- on the rally mile as well, it's got to be a positive. Yeah, no, exactly. I think he's he's, he's got course form. There's a, he's, he ticks quite a few boxes, wait. and I suppose it, maybe he was more of a two year old than a three year old. But at twenty to one, it, it probably is slightly big to to find out. And then on to the thousand guineas. Now we've got happily five to two favourite uh, soliloquy seven to one. I can fly eight. It looks like a a pretty open uh, a pretty open affair. Yeah, I think I think that that's right. I, you know, I'd probably say that there might be a bit more at this stage at the entries, a bit more strength in depth to the two to the one thousand than there was to the two thousand. But maybe at the same time, there might not be a superstar in in here. I'm not I'm not sure who it is in the two thousand either. But I think that it's a very open race. The one thousand guineas. Um, I was very disappointed. Clemmy didn't run. She was my Obviously, she's injured. It's not a choice. Um, but she was my highest rated two-year-old last year of all the Colts, included in that as well. Um, obviously, she's a full sister to Churchill, um, and I, I think she, she's when she does turn up this year, she's it will take something very good to beat her. I think, and I think she'd have been clear favourite in the one thousand guineas, and I'm, I'm sure she'd have won as, as as long as she progressed as expected over the winter. Um, I, th- I think it's a good race. I like Happily's look. She, she looks very smart, doesn't she? Yeah. I'm not sure she really looks a champion to me like Clemmy possibly could have been. Um, that would be my only worry with her. I mean, the horse that could could be anything if, if you wanted a horse is, is probably Soliloquy. Um, you know, she, she got beat first time out, but she was sent off favourite, strong favourite for that, and a, bit, um, and a strong favourite second time out as well. Um, and I love the way she did it in the Nell Gwyn. I mean, she sort of didn't really realise what she was doing but it, it, when she was in front, but at the same time was travelling so easily. Um, her time stacked up very well against the freehand tap. I, I, I think she ticks a lot of boxes and she could be Group 1 class. Um, Charlie Appleby's string seems to be going very well. I think she looks, she'd be the one for me at 7-1. to one. 
probably my stronger bet than the, than the, the 2,000 guineas, to be honest, given that she's already had a run as well. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to give you my, my fancy just so you can shoot it down like you have done before. <laughs> I, I, just, I feel like, I, feel like in, I mean, it's obviously hard to know um, how she's come on since October, but it just seems to me like Lauren's could be overpriced at, uh, at sevens again with, with decent course, course form going into it. Uh, still made about nine to one as well, and you feel like you know maybe a different trainer, and, and, and she'd be half the price. Yeah, I think so. I th- yeah, she'd be one. I, um, I think I think she's a very smart filly. I'd be, you know, I don't think Carl Burke's been in the best of form recently, which no. would worry me slightly. I mean, but and she was. You know, to be honest, I liked Lawrence a lot, but she was one I thought might be more of an Oaks filly this year. I think she's bred to get tw- get twelve fur- furlongs a three year old more than she is to get eight. Um. But I don't know if she wants it on the softer, softer side, so she should have the ideal conditions this weekend. I, yeah, I couldn't put anyone off Lawrence, to be, to be fair, but if, if someone else... I'll take that, I'll, I'll take way, that as a win. Running, it's a very solid race. <laughs> Unlike some of my bets at Cheltenham, I won't be rushing to look, see what my cash out is now, having heard that, which is good. <laughs> um, finally, just uh, we're going to move on to another race over the weekend where you can give us and our listeners a, a nap um, at Newmarket. And on Sunday in the Pretty Polly, yeah, assuming she runs, because uh, we don't have the declarations while well, well, we're recording this at the moment. But it was sort of, while it was a nap, it, I think it's going to be a very big value nap. Um, it's called Kay's Note of Roger Variance. She's a Frankel filly. Um, she's seriously well-bred. Her, her two half-brothers, who were by worst stallions, both won black-type races of over 10 furlongs plus. Um, and she absolutely slammed her rivals in at the Craven meeting. She, she just travelled so easily, and she found so much for pressure. I mean, she's 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 spread to be even better over ten furlongs. I think she's just very smart. She was a strong favourite on her only run as a two-year-old. I think it was quite telling that they didn't run her again, or they or she was out so late, either or, if not both, really. Um, and I think she's just improved hugely over the winter, and I think she could be a very smart horse. Um, and the main reason I think she's a bet is that everyone's talking about Lati Dar, and she's she's already very short for the Oaks. I mean, she's sure to be a, a short price favourite on Sunday. I'd probably go go as far as saying she's probably going to be about even money, ten to eleven, um, given her reputation, trainer, jockey, etc. Um, I wasn't I wasn't massively taken with the time of that race. I mean, it's quite it sounds very harsh from me, and you know, she she could have won by any distance, I'm sure, but. In terms of value on the day on on Sunday, I'd find it very hard to split those two fillies. Um, and Kaysner for me could just be sharper mentally, and, and I I really do think she could be quite a smart filly herself. So I'd, I'd probably have her slightly higher in the ratings than Lati Dar at the moment. And I, I don't know what price she's going to be, but I, I presume she'd be about four to one or bigger on Sunday. I think that would be a very, very solid bet. So that's Kazi for the pretty polys. If she doesn't get there, then one to put in the notebook anyway. I think that the, the Rococo, the Gosden horse that was finished third behind her, I think was also quite well fancied um, at Newmarket as well. So some good form behind her. Um, cheers, Mike, and, and best of luck with those uh, and, and for the weekend as well. No, it's all. Cheers, Josh. Good luck. And there we have it, a mouth-watering weekend of racing ahead of us. The 2,000 and 1,000 guineas both promised to be superb races. So interesting. And also great stuff as well at Newmarket and at Goodwood. Fingers crossed for Tom's rides. Fingers crossed for Andy and Mike for their bets. Make sure you guys look at the Odds Checker site for all the tips, all the best odds, all the prices, and all the offers you could possibly need. And enjoy the racing. Hold up. 